Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Was I, I don't feel I was treated differently as a woman necessarily. Um, however, it was, it, it upsets me that on the whole, when you look at a technology company, all the C-level people are typically men with maybe one or two women. And I see with my clients, and I see with, you know, I've seen this with all of my clients, how a lot of the women in the company are in a marketing function. And it really upsets me, actually. And it upsets me that I'm in a marketing function as well. Hi, and welcome to Radio Motherboard. This is Jason Kebler, and this week we're running a series of stories called The Silicon Divide, which is about gender inequality in science and tech, and if you hadn't gathered, Silicon Valley. Uh, There are all sorts of cool stories you should check out this week about sexism in science labs, virtual reality porn, female astronauts, harassment in infosec, pregnancy apps, all sorts of things. A lot of those stories are about how there needs to be more women in tech, how we need to do a better job of educating girls in STEM and encouraging them to go into tech fields, and how we have a lot of unconscious and conscious biases against women in science and tech fields. This podcast and the story I'm writing to go along with it is about something different or different sort of problem, I guess. Kind of. It's like they're all related, you know? Anyways, it's true that women are super underrepresented in tech, but there's at least one sector where they're not, public relations. And that includes tech PR. These are the people who send out press releases to journalists, organize interviews with them, help throw events to promote a company, prep executives for interviews, and in a lot of cases, put out fires when something goes wrong. Like when Uber gets hacked, I call a PR person. Press person is always kind of like a journalist first um, call that they make unless you know someone within the company. Um, And they also do a lot of promoting the company. I get hundreds of PR emails every day saying, hey, can you write about this startup? And I thought it was really weird that almost all of these emails are coming from women. And almost invariably, they're trying to set me up with an interview with a male CEO. First, I did a little experiment. I went to the huge South by Southwest Interactive Tech Conference this year. Basically, it's one of a couple annual Super Bowls for tech companies and for the PR people who represent them. In the first 10 days of March, which were the few days before and after I was at South by, I got emails from 127 different women PR reps. I got emails from 48 men. So 73% of this theoretical first contact with a startup would have been with a woman. Meanwhile, our UK editor, Victoria Turk, did an experiment too. 
She looked at 115 stories that Motherboard wrote for a week. Uh, we mentioned 217 men in stories and quoted 112. We mentioned 52 women and quoted 26. That means women made up roughly 20% of the people we actually wrote about that week. That's not good. It's actually very bad. Um, and a big part of that is our fault, but obviously the science and tech industries need to do better about inclusion and about this whole gender issue, which is why we're running a bunch of stories about this um, and why we're going to try to do a better job of this in the future. I did something that I don't do very often, which is I started paying attention to the PR people who uh, usually are just kind of like, I don't know, it's weird because in journalism, there's PR people and they're sending you constantly, they're constantly sending you stuff. And unless a PR person is really good or really bad, you don't take much notice of them. Um, they're kind of like this invisible sort of workforce in a way. Something I didn't know, and I probably should have, is that a lot of women go into tech PR because they just want to go into tech in general. And I learned by talking to these women that being a PR person is not just about sending out press releases or responding when something goes wrong. The reason intelligent women get into tech PR. This is Rebecca Geller, a freelance PR professional who spent a few years working in Silicon Valley and now works in London. Um, because it's a way into tech. And if we haven't had a very significant STEM education, like, you know, if we, I, I've got an arts degree, so I don't have a computer science degree. It was never really of interest to me. I'm also of the age where like, you know, it, it wasn't quite natural. I'm 37. So we didn't, you know, it we didn't even have a normal email address when I was at university. <laughs> it wasn't like an automatic thing like it is now. And I think that the generation I'm in career-wise isn't, this isn't going to continue because I think there is such an emphasis on women getting educated in science and technology earlier. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm sure that you can. Um, this is a hard topic to talk about for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I'm going to play a lot of the questions I asked um, of the PR people that I talked to because I think it's important to, A, get better at talking about this. And I also think that uh, a lot of the PR women that I talked to didn't ever think of some of these issues themselves. I mean, there's a lot of, like, awkward pauses and ums and uhs. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but do you consider yourself to be a tech worker? Like, are you, I mean, I, I don't know if that question necessarily makes sense, but do you, do you think that, like, you are a, a tech worker, I guess? Yeah, no, I actually, I completely get what you're saying. The two unnamed women you'll hear in this podcast are PR professionals who have worked both in-house, that means as a press person at a startup or tech company, and for an agency, meaning they work for a PR company that gets hired by a tech company to represent them. It's funny, when I, even when I say, oh, I work in tech, that means something quite different for an engineer, right, than someone who works in for a tech company. Um, it's an interesting question. I've never been asked that. I would say, I would say, in passing, I would probably say yes. Um, and and I've described myself as that as like, oh yeah, I work in tech. And I'll tell people that. So in in a very simple way, sure. But it's it, again, like most things, it's not. Um, it depends. Um, 
I suppose it depends on your definition of what that really means and to what degree. Lots of what they do involves overall strategy at a startup or a tech company. So in that sense, they are super valuable to the company. Particularly with the early stage tech companies that I have worked with, their PR plays a really important role. Either whether you're, you know, an outside consultant or you're within the team, and I've done both. Um, when I say within the team, I mean in-house. So actually, you know, at a tech company. Um, and at that early stage, PR is usually one of the first marketing roles um, because it's more about creating the branding and the messaging rather than just the, you know, pitching and the storytelling. Which I think people have a misperception of PR as just being, you know, these middlemen in between reporters um, and founders. Um, but so I, that's, that's one of the things that I think has kind of always irked me the most with my profession is that there is this lack of respect and there's this kind of just general feeling that all PR people are kind of, you know, shills for the company and they're not really that thoughtful with their approach and stuff like that. And I actually, you know, some of the founders that I worked with in my early days were really, really uh, appreciative of all of the specifically of all of the branding work that PR often does. Um, and so it was kind of the, you know, I, I didn't really experience a whole lot of disrespect necessarily from the companies that I worked for or the companies that I worked with. But I, you know, but in general, I, I kind of shudder oftentimes to say that I do PR because I'm a little bit embarrassed of it, which is a horrible, horrible feeling. But I feel like it's it's a, a job that really doesn't command a whole lot of respect in the Valley. And I, again, like, you know, it's, I, I feel bad because I don't really have any um, strong proof points for you on that. But it's more just that, you know, it just doesn't have a good reputation. Do you think that it has something to do with the fact that PR professionals are often women or? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, women are notoriously bad at asking for raises for, you know, presenting themselves as equals for all of these things. And I think it's also, it's because it's a job that relies on more of, you know, you don't need a, a, a master's degree for it. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot more about kind of the soft skills, right? The storytelling, the writing, um, it requires you to be kind of more of a dynamic thinker. And that's not to say that other jobs in tech don't, but it's less analytical, right? It's less, um, you know, quantitative type work. Um, and so I think that that also helps with the negative perception that it gets. But, you know, I think one of the bigger components that I enjoy the most is, figuring out the strategy and the messaging around things like product launches and big changes to the company. And I think, you know, what a lot of PR people kind of get off with there is that, you know, you're working with product and you're working with the CEO to be like, okay, you know, here's this message of this product that we've got. Actually, it's not that interesting of a product, you know, what sort of, not to say that, you know, everything needs this level of gloss, but, um, you know, what sort of problems are we going to run into? You know, how do you kind of try to help the CEO understand that actually we shouldn't be launching this at this stage because it's not that compelling. The competition is doing a better job, right? How do we, so I, I think that that, those are the sorts of things that I really like. And I know a lot of other PRs who really like that as well. Um, and then being able to influence like that, right? Because PR can have a lot of um, power with an organization to change things like that, you know, change the way that we message an, a new partnership that we're doing with. Depressingly, even at PR agencies, their bosses are often men. This is Arthi Shah, a journalist for The Homes Report, which writes about PR. 
there's not a, a pipeline issue with gender in in um, PR like there is, you know, in some other in some other industries. Um, I think seventy percent of the workforce overall is female by most um, by most criteria. Um, and the number I've heard it anywhere from sixty five to seventy, but you know that's a, a pretty fair assessment. Yet, um, so what we did last year was we actually, we, we do a ranking every year of the, of the 250 largest agencies around the world. And as part of this, we looked to see who the CEOs were um, at um, at these firms, like what, 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 what the gender breakdown was. And we found that about 30% of the firms um, were run by women. And this is an industry, of course, where 70% uh, of the overall workforces um, are women, so there's there's quite a leadership gap and disparity at at, at the very top level. So I spoke to these women and more who are not uh, quoted here at all, and some of them told me horror stories. They don't get paid as much as men. Interestingly, only thirty percent of all uh, PR executives are women, um, and there's a huge pay gap as well. Um, they're asked to flirt with journalists or clients at parties. They're told what to wear. Their clients hit on them. They're treated like glorified secretaries sometimes. Uh, but I don't want to make this a horror list of men being shitty to women uh, because that'd be very easy. And there's a lot of different uh, places you can go to read horror stories. Um, I think it's more important to talk about, you know, sort of the... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Sort of the things we don't think about quite as much. In PR, we're, you know, we, we teach people how to, our job is to train people how to speak to the media, for example. So we're used to dealing with sometimes very awkward personalities. And that's part of why we're good at our jobs. People need us to be understanding about quirky personality types often. But generally, it's a service industry. So the customer's always right. So we don't want to start complaining about things. And we, it's a really busy job as well. I mean, especially if you work in an agency, you're managing several different clients, several different bosses, several different team members. So there's a lot to think about. Right. I suppose off, also you're often like uh, making excuses for people's behavior in terms of like if, if you're doing damage control PR. And so you might have to do that internally as well, maybe. Yeah, that's true. It's true on a more psychological level. Like we're we're helping to, to we we help two people to communicate with each other. So we we get inside people's heads, and it means that we empathize more <laughs> on some level. Like we're you know, if there's a particularly rude reporter, we're going to tell our spokesperson, you know, this reporter has a bit of a rude manner, but don't take it personally. That's just their personality. We're also behind the scenes. We're not, we don't want the limelight. This isn't about boosting our egos. And if we have too much ego, we're probably not going to be that good at the job. Right. So there's a few 
kind of inherent characteristics that make you good at this job that would also mean that you could get discriminated against and not even really notice. Given that, even though people who do tech PR are generally incredibly intelligent and they have to understand, you know, arts people and also science and technology people in order to do their job effectively, um, there's there is. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm. I'm not going to talk about the the gender pay gap because I can't speak to that. I don't have that data, but um, you know, I've read about it. But I do see that the majority of women are in a marketing function, and that there isn't that there isn't. Um, they're not as involved in strategic company discussions as men are, and that's the part that's quite difficult. Right. Yeah. That that's the sense I get just from being a journalist. Um, you know. Usually my first point of contact ends up being a woman at any tech company. Um, and then they kind of pass me off to a man like 90% of the time. Um, and I wonder how that must feel. And I'm wondering, have, have you had that experience before? Or is that just something that you've seen working with clients from the outside? That's definitely an experience that I face every single week, <laughs> like where I have to communicate the CEO that, you know, there is, you know, generally speaking, if you've got, it's hard to find a visionary tech genius who has it all, who's got the ability to communicate their vision outwards and to create an amazing company and also to know how to speak to a variety of different audiences. So they, they do need somebody in there to buffer it. And actually a lot of what a PR function is, um, basically, you know, we, we prepare the CEOs for a conversation. If I, was, if I was preparing a CEO for a conversation with you now, I would give him a two-page document. I would have researched you. I would tell him exactly what, what angle you'd be interested in, what you already know about him. Um, like, you know, have you ever written about his competitors? Uh, what what should he not mention to you <laughs> that you might you know make fun of or you know I'm I'm gonna do all that research about you the journalist so that they can put their best foot forward and part of that is a gender thing but I also know a lot of great men in PR so now I deal mostly with men uh, I make decisions with men and um, historically for me that's that's been the case. Um, and I'm comfortable working in that environment and I think I do quite well, um, you know, but that's my personal style. Um, and to your earlier question is, have I had to adjust the way I speak to men versus women? Absolutely. Um, and do I think that, you know, they see me as the sole woman in the room sometimes? And, um, do I think that they, that's top of mind for them when they're reacting to me? Not necessarily. Some individuals, yes, absolutely, but for the most part, no. But I think there's, again, very much that inherent quality of just how, you know, men deal with women in general. Um, but I'm, but I think for the most part, if they're cognizant of that and aware of that and they're making an effort not to have that be a bias, um, then that's a good thing. But again, if going back to your original question, if I was at a small environment and I was, you know, the one woman in the room, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a bad thing, but um, I would want to encourage, it, it's all about hiring 
um, and working with um, people that you think are the best in, in their field, right? right. Um, you have to take that into always take that into consideration, um, and then. But part of that, I think this is where the perception skew is, I think that the best in the field includes getting different ways of thinking from, um, than the traditional way. And a lot of times you'll find that with diversity in gender and ethnicity. And you said something there that I thought was uh, interesting. Well, all of it was interesting, but um, <laughs> the, the part where you said, you know, you work really well with men and uh, it kind of suits it suits you, I guess, or like you're good at it, um, which of course you are. But is it bad that that is the default? Like you, you very well may work very well with women as well, but it hasn't seemed like that has been the case traditionally for your, you and your career. And that's not because you don't work well with women. It's because that's just the default is that you have been working with men. Oh, no. Well, actually, it's funny because I, so I have a good mix of in-house working in-house and then working at an agency. Now, when you work at an agency, I will say you probably, your the, the gender mix is very female. So I, I've certainly worked with had female bosses um, and um, female colleagues the majority of the time. Um, and then, you know, I can, I, I've had no problem working with women and I've had plenty of exposure. Um, but it, yeah, in my current position, um, where I'm at right now, um, our C-suite—they're all men. So, and that's who I interact with most um, on a day-to-day. Do you think that there are things that you have to do um, either in your job or, say, when negotiating a salary that you don't think like a male PR person would have to do? I mean, do you think you have to approach your job in a different way? Approach the job or approach negotiations when it comes to salary? I, I guess the job. How about the job? The job. Well. You know what? Personally, um, yes, I think so. And I think that's true for um, almost everything. Uh, frankly, men and women do view things in a different way, which is why it's important to have um, a diverse work environment and that goes not just for gender, but, but for ethnicity, um, socioeconomic status. You just get different perspectives. Um, so when I think of um, you know, my working environment, I do work primarily with men. Um, I definitely approach my style a little bit differently than if I were to work with um, a group of women. Um, but frankly, I think that's okay. Um, it, that's all about knowing your audience, to be very honest, and knowing who you're working with. And that's part of a peer person's job is understanding who's on the other side of the table and um, adapting your style to, to meet theirs because, again, our job a lot of the time is to negotiate, um, is to be the facilitator, is to be the diplomat, to find the middle ground for varying um, parties. Um, you know, we sort of tie everything together and we, when we work on messaging or figuring out what that external communication should be, we have to take into a lot of different parties, um, you know, um, objective into into consideration. I think that the way out of this situation, which I agree exists, is there are two ways out. Companies have to really encourage women within the company to get, or, you know, it, with kids, we have to encourage girls to study science and technology and to 
to do all these things and especially vocationally. And then within companies, um, from working for many, many different startups, the ones where I see red flags where it comes to gender differences, that really is a culture that stems from the very top of the organization. So making sure that the C-level executives are providing equal, like don't hire someone if they're not intelligent enough, regardless of their gender. Like if you don't think someone's intelligent enough to come to the table, then don't hire them. But don't hire someone and then not include them in the important conversations just because of their just because they're a woman. Right. So you're saying hire PR people, be they men or women, who you believe have further value at the table, especially when you're a smaller startup. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like, if you think, I mean, the P, I, I guess I'm talking in the general marketing function, but traditionally PR people are very good at strategy, actually. We know how to organize what we need to do and there there is a value to be had from a tech company in that and also being able to say all right that's not a good idea you know being getting all this information secondhand from the top means that we work around this schedule that they need for fundraising or um, product development but actually there could be a big conflict and it would just save everyone a lot of time to have somebody from marketing in that conversation in the first place. So it's clear to me from talking to these women that PR is maybe a one avenue, at least, that we can think about um, and when we're talking about closing the gender gap in Silicon Valley. Tech companies need to give them more responsibilities and more respect. And I think journalists also need to think about you know, how they are treating and talking about PR people. Um, I haven't always been the nicest to them, um, but I'm not alone. And there have been in the past series like bad PR on Gawker or The All often writes about very terrible PR people. Did you experience this with or do you still experience this with reporters as well? Or was it just kind of like when you go out to parties and say that you're in PR, you're kind of brushed off in a way that you wouldn't like to be? It's, it's, so it's a little bit of both. So, you know, I, I do think I was really pleased to hear that you were writing this article because I do feel like, you know, every six months to a year you hear the coverage that PR people get is reporters bashing a stupid um, pitch that a young, a junior PR person has written, you know, and lambasting them in front of a big audience. So I think that, you know, to a certain respect, journalists don't help when they, when they do things like that. And I understand the frustration with getting stupid emails from people and stuff like that. But I think that things like that don't help. But I think that the, my general interactions with press have always been very positive. And it's true. A lot of them are pretty bad at their jobs. But that doesn't mean we need to use our, you know, Twitters and Facebooks, etc. to publicly shame them. It's just kind of there's there's bad people in every job. And I think we just need to maybe accept that. So um, I'm going to try to be nicer to PR people in the future, and hopefully we can just start chipping away at this problem a little bit together. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jason Kebler. This has been Radio Motherboard. We'll be back in a few days with an episode all about aliens uh, featuring Blink-182's Tom DeLonge. It's kind of a crazy conversation. Thanks. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.